as I was going to say, so I'm Will Rickson, Teacher Training Manager at Macmillan Education. And welcome to the very first Advancing Learning Cafe sessions, the very first of its kind. So just so you know, the cafe will be um, every other Thursday, there or thereabouts. Uh, so every second Thursday, and they'll last about 10 or 15 minutes. Um, so keep an eye on your Facebook page for the next one. Uh, this first session will last about 10 minutes. So going to the topic, so assessment is today's topic, um, and I'm not going to go into too much detail about what assessment is or why it's important, because um, I really want to go into um, the stuff that you're going to take away. I want to give you some ideas that you can go straight into the class with. Um, but just to give you a bit of an intro, the purpose of this one is going to be split into three different parts. So we've got diagnostic testing, we've got integrative testing, and we've got continuous assessment. So starting with diagnostic testing, um, in a word, these are uh, instruments or tools that we use to assess a learner at the beginning of a course of study, beginning of a term, beginning of an evening course, at the start of a, a new school year. Um, and they allow teachers to plan their syllabus um, according to the needs of the students. Um, and also to perhaps place them into the into the right groups as well. If you're maybe working for a private language school, you might want to group them into their levels. So that's another thing they're used for. Usually institutions, schools have their own placement tests, um, but you can also get them online if, if you don't. Um, so although these tests can be helpful for the reasons I just mentioned, um, they're not usually, for me, for me, uh, they're not usually really helpful in identifying the students' areas of improvements. That's when they're used in isolation, I mean. They're not, they're not very descriptive when you're trying to learn about or understand the students. So a good pairing for a diagnostic test would be an integrative test or just generally integrative testing. So let's say you've just started a new school term, for example. The students have done their placement test. You've had a chance to have a look through them, um, but it doesn't really give you a huge insight into the into the student. It might give you a number next to that student. It might tell you that they're B2 or they're B1 or A, A, A1, but it won't help you understand the students. So for me, if I really want to understand the student, I want to see them interacting using English. Um, I want to see them coping with certain mechanisms and language and skills that they've got with a communicative task. Um, I often find with the placement test or a discrete point test like that, where it's testing tiny bits of knowledge, um, it's not really going to help me understand, uh, it won't help me understand the student's performance in English and actually the things that they're going to need um, once, uh, once I've finished teaching them. So an integrative test, what is it? Uh, it's, it's basically a, um, a sort of a group task where the students are generally not aware that you're teaching them, that you're assessing them, um, but you are actually sort of somewhere in the classroom sneakily behind a piece of paper making notes about them. Um, the idea being that students are more relaxed um, and uh, they will hopefully off the back of that be able to give a more sort of genuine performance and you'll be able to know you know, a bit more about how they actually communicate with English. So as your course begins, as I said, you've seen your placement test, as your course begins, um, start with an activity where students need to communicate with the language or the skills that they've already got. Uh, just to help picture this sort of activity, I'm just gonna give you a few examples. And I'm gonna just give you a few examples 
um, as the level gets higher for the students. So for lower level students, you could do, for example, um, a role play when you give each student in a group quite clear, precise messages that they need to convey to each other. They need to give that message to another person. But obviously, you're not giving them the language you're saying you need to tell them that um, you're free this weekend and you'd like to meet up with them. And then they need to use the language to negotiate that conversation. You could even level that up as well. So if you've got slightly higher level, more competent learners, you could perhaps give them give them slightly less detail and simply give them the object, objective of that conversation. Alternatively, you could also get them to uh, do it on the phone or change the format, you know, maybe get them to do it across the room, for example. Um, another way of doing this for the lower levels is to, as it's the start of the term, maybe get them to, to mingle in the class. Maybe they don't all know each other, maybe they do. Even if they do, get them to mingle and find out some, one thing from each other about themselves. So moving up, so for slightly higher level learners, so I'm thinking sort of uh, A2, B1, um, you could simply give them a question to discuss. Uh, I thought of a few examples. So um, what have been your biggest challenges um, in when you were learning remotely? Um, or if you want something a little bit light, lighter hearted than that to start the school term with, just ask them to get find out each other's plans for the weekend. Um, just a quick side note, I often find with questions like this, if you really want to get them communica communicating and trying to actually get into that the flow of that conversation, um, I use superlatives quite a lot. So use the word biggest, hardest, best, worst uh, in the question. That sort of hopefully makes them bubble up a little bit with their with their emotions as well. So going a stage higher, so B1 plus, B1 sort of upwards. Um, this could also work for lower levels, depending on depending on the group. You could start introducing slightly higher order thinking skills. So you could get them to debate certain things. For example, um, should recycling be a legal requirement for every household? Or um, are students uh, overexposed, are children overexposed to technology? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Discuss. Um, either that, or it could be a slightly more creative task. So get their creative thinking hats on and ask them to make something together. You could get them to make a poster for an event, um, maybe a map of a, a country they've made up. Uh, you could even get them to record a podcast, super easy with a phone. You just ask them to record a podcast on their phone, discussing uh, the future of mobile phones, the future of technology. That's all pretty specific, but I, uh, I hope you get the idea. Um, so those are obviously a list of activities. Those are ideas to get the students communicating. But at the moment, of course, on their own, that's not assessment. To assess them, you actually need to do the assessment part of it. So I've got a few pointers here to help you with that. So first things first, you're going to need some kind of instrument or a tool um, usually in the form of a document for me online or on paper or um, somewhere uh, for you to note down these things. So what I would ask myself when I'm creating this document and when I'm setting out the things I'm going to be thinking about when I'm observing the students online or offline, I want to find out what was not covered in the placement test. What don't I know about these students and what's going to help me help them on their on their journey through English? So as you might have upwards of sort of 30 students a class, I mean, you might have five and that would be awesome. 
But if you've got 30 or more quite often, that, that's the case, um, you're going to need to assess them quite quickly. So prepare a document uh, that allows you to note things down relatively quickly, maybe single words, or you could do it by sort of number um, based on certain criteria that you've decided to observe them on. Uh, secondly, another way of doing this is to use the common European framework. So they've got level descriptors in there um, with can-do statements that you could use as a guide when you're creating this tool. Um, so yes, that's that. So moving on now from integrative testing to continuous assessment. So the integrative assessment, as I said, was supposed to be sort of at the beginning of the course to help you understand those learners a bit better when it comes to actually using the language. So now continuous assessment, hopefully, I mean, we're heading sort of the end of September. So hopefully some of you are actually getting into the flow of your term and you're actually getting going with this um, and you've, you've managed to find your flow, maybe not. Either way, it's still extremely important. I'm sure I don't need to say this, but for me, it's really important to keep this regular, keep regularly assessing students on on their capabilities and what they need to improve with so i'm going to give you a few ideas on how to keep keep continuous assessment going throughout the term so firstly you can get them to re to reflect on their lesson outcomes if you do have outcomes at the beginning of the lesson use the last five minutes of the lesson to reflect on it to look back at those objectives they could give they could give a number or you know out of five for each of those objectives do they feel they conquered that do they need more work do they do enough practice on that particular point um, and then you can take that in, review it, or that can simply be a record for themselves. Alternatively, you could keep uh, a document handy. Uh, so I, as a teacher, I, and I think most teachers out there have these gut feelings, have these intuitions, these feelings about students when you see certain things. Maybe you see a student having a little look at another student's paper. And maybe, yeah, that's, that's cheating. But why is that student teaching? Maybe you thought they were actually doing okay when they actually might need a bit of help. Um, so I often keep a document handy throughout the term, just kind of a grid with all of the students so I could just make notes as I go. So if I see one student particularly struggling, I'll just make a note of it because when it comes to the point when I need that information, I often can't remember all those little micro thoughts that I have about the students. So keep a document going throughout the term that you can constantly make notes about the students on. So these are, of course, just a few ideas, um, but I hope they've given you a good place to start when you're um, assessing the learners throughout their studies at the beginning of their studies. So if you want some more ideas, there's plenty more to help you. So this is just the tip of, say, the tip of the iceberg. So I'm going to point you to two places where if you want to find some more information about this. So firstly, Macmillan Education, about a month ago, launched the Back to School programme. Uh, that's macmillanenglish.com slash back to school. So there should be a link arriving just below any time now. So macmillanenglish.com slash back to school. And if you click on the assessment block there, there's all sorts of, I mean, we did some webinars a few weeks ago. We've got some resources for you to use. Uh, there are some blogs talking about, uh, talking about assessment as well, which go into that into a lot more detail than what I've just done in a period of 10 minutes. Uh, another place, so the second place I want to point you towards is the One Stop English website. Hopefully you've heard of this already. The link should be below again. There are all sorts of resources there for you to use, but also they've now got this new online teaching tab, uh, which is going to be regularly updated with articles and advice on, on how to teach remotely, uh, and also a lot of it specifically looking at um, assessments. So 
I'm going to stop there. I haven't breathed for about 10 minutes. Uh, I hope that was helpful. And I hope to see you again here in the next couple of weeks for the next session. Thank you very much.